This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Welcome in to Duval Daily presented by GenJag.com. I'm Jordan DeLugo. Thanks for tuning in. Today we are back with another Jacksonville Jaguars training camp preview. We've got a fun one, the last line of the defense, for the defense, the safety group. Jaguars have a lot of names in this room that a lot of people are familiar with, some some big draft capital, some, some free agent signings, some undrafted free agents, a lot of players to get into here. A quick reminder to subscribe on YouTube if you haven't already. That helps grow the channel a ton. Could not do this without you guys. And follow myself at Jordan DeLugo on Twitter, Generation Jaguar, at Generation Jag. So again, today we are getting into our third training camp preview. We've already looked at the cornerbacks and we have already looked at the Jaguars wide receivers. Today we are going back to the defensive side of the ball, uh, finishing out the secondary for the defense with the safeties. Andre Sisco, he enters his second year with the team, 65th overall pick in 2021, uh, top of the third round there. And uh, he was coming off an ACL going into his rookie year. The ACL forced him to miss most of his final season at Syracuse, his junior year there. Uh, We've got Andre Sisco. We've got Rayshon Jenkins, elder statesman at 28 years old of the safety group. He's going into his second year with the team, coming off of an ankle injury that he's still rehabbing. You've got Andrew Wingard. Special teams ace turned starting free safety in 2021 for the Jaguars. Uh, Daniel Thomas, a 2020 fifth round pick who has shown flashes when healthy, or excuse me, when he has been given the opportunity to get on the field uh, for this Jaguars defense has shown some flashes. Rudy Ford, another special teams ace who kind of took on a bigger role in 2021 with the Jaguars basically becoming their starting nickel, a a jumbo nickel, uh, kind of to match up with some jumbo slots. Uh, He came over from Philly. It was expected he was just going to be primarily a special teamer, but he ended up becoming the primary nickel for the Jaguars defense last year. You've got Ayo Elola. I'm hoping I'm not butchering that name. If anyone knows how to pronounce it, please let me know. But he comes over from England in the NFL international program. Um, so he'll have a chance to stick around in Jacksonville. And then you've got a couple uh, undrafted DBs uh, that might be competing for safety spots, might be competing for cornerback spots. Josh Thompson is one to keep an eye on in my mind, a uh, cornerback at Texas, but he's got the frame and the mentality to, I think, really transfer and switch over, transition over to the safety role in Jacksonville, maybe a hybrid defensive back. He'll have a shot to make it. Uh, when you look at the starters here, I think this is about as easy as it gets. When, you, when you're looking at the Jaguars roster and projecting starters, I think it's pretty clearly Andre Sisco is going to be the starting free safety for the Jags. Rayshon Jenkins, the starting strong safety. Again, Sisco 
uh, third round pick in 2021, really only fell to the third round because of that ACL injury he was recovering from. And then Rayshon Jenkins signed with the Jaguars last offseason, making $8 million a year, clearly a starter's contract, uh, more so than anyone else you've got here in Jacksonville at the safety position. So looking at Rayshon Jenkins, he had a couple really nice seasons with the Chargers where he played some nickel early on, played some box safety, played some free safety, did a lot of things for the Chargers defense, filled in a lot for Derwin James over his final two seasons in in um, San Diego slash Los Angeles there. But I think uh, – With the Chargers, he looked like a guy who deserved playing time, right? A guy who deserved to be on the field for the defense. Uh, Again, signed with Jacksonville last offseason, making $8 million per year, starter money, got voted team captain in his first year, and then the Urban Meyer debacle happens. Um, Rayshon had a disappointing year, made more boneheaded penalties, really, than big plays for the Jaguars' defense, and ended up missing the final three games with a broken ankle, which he's still working to recover from, uh, does look good uh, in terms of health. When you see him out there moving on the field, he looks like he's running and cutting and and doesn't have any lingering effects from that ankle injury. But he is still working to get back to 100%, which I believe he will be for the start of training camp. In 14 games, he had 73 total tackles, three passes defended, eight tackles for loss, uh, 24 stops, which that's a PFF stat. A stop is essentially a play that constitutes a a positive result for the defense, a tackle that results a a positive result for the defense, a negative result for the offense. Um, Racked up six penalties uh, in his 14 games, several of which were mental mistakes after the whistle, Really, you you want to see those types of plays being avoided. Uh, but him, as much as anyone, when you look at what happened with Urban Meyer, what was going on in that locker room with that coaching staff, I think it really impacted him in, in a, a negative way. Realistically, if Jenkins had not picked up so many silly penalties, I think you're probably looking at him from a much different lens. I, th- I think he performed really well as kind of that overhang defender in that role, and he was a sound tackler for the Jaguars overall. Um, he's a strong safety. He's not going to be a guy who you want in one-on-one coverage a lot. You don't want to put him in stressful situations as a cover, as a coverage player, but as a guy who can come down in the box, be a reliable tackler, again, play that overhang role, do different things with you there or for you there. I think you're looking at him in a much different light if those boneheaded penalties really didn't rear their ugly head. And this is a guy who's never had a lot of penalties in his career. He started a lot of games for the Chargers in 2019 and 2020 and was not racking up the penalties like you saw in Jacksonville. Kind of like LaVisca Chenault on the offensive side of the ball where drops became an issue for him. That had never been a problem for him before looking at his rookie year looking back at his days at Colorado, um, Rayshon Jenkins has never been a penalty-prone player. So I think there's a good chance when you're looking at Rayshon that you don't see that part of his game rear its ugly head again. Looking forward to 2022. 
Um, even though I think he is a lot better than what he showed in 2021, especially on the penalty front, I still do believe Jenkins would be best in a third safety sort of role. Uh, but he'll be starting in Jacks this year, barring some some major change that we we cannot predict or foresee at this point. He will be starting at strong safety, and he'll get his chance to prove he belongs in a starting lineup in the NFL. He is going into a year, uh, a crucial year for him. Um, this is the second year of his his deal that he signed back in 2021, but the Jaguars have a year two out. So if they're not seeing the value in paying him starter money uh, after 2022, this could be his final season in Jacksonville. Or, or at the very least, they might look to restructure that contract. Now, you look at Andre Sisco. I think this is one of the the areas of this team where you can get really excited. He's entering his second year in the NFL, third round pick in 2021, who was dealing with the ACL injury, um, was able to come in and kind of hit the ground running in training camp for the Jaguars last year, despite still not being fully 100%. Really came in. They gave him a lot of different uh, roles in the Jaguars defense throughout training camp and in the preseason. You saw him lined up everywhere from uh, as an overhang defender, uh, as a as a linebacker in the box, as a deep safety as a cover two, you know, split field looks all over the field um, in, in preseason. And then he didn't get on the field in the regular season. They opted to go with Andrew Wingard as their starting safety. And he's a guy that had more experience. Maybe they just felt more comfortable with his level of understanding of the NFL game. I still think that was one of the biggest mistakes made by the previous regime here. Because once Andre Sisco did finally get on the field in the regular season, he looked exactly how you expected him to look. Yes, he was a rookie. Yes, he's still going to be a young player. Yes, there will be some growing pains and some mistakes. But he got on the field and started the final three games of the season for the Jaguars among safeties in the NFL. He finished 12th in PFF grade over those three games, over the three games he started, you know, week four. Uh, 15, 16, 17, or 16, 17, 18 last year. Started all those games, uh, got his hands on a pass in his first start. Really, it was a play where you're like, damn, this guy's a ball hawk. Uh, he was kind of in that zone coverage, and he just read the quarterback's eyes and got to the catch point quicker than the receiver was able to, almost came down with an interception. Then you fast forward to the final week of the regular season, Jaguars versus Colts. Jaguars are trying to go out on a high note, end their division rivals season by by defeating them, and they were able to do that. They really put it on the Colts that game. Big part of that was Andre Sisco's play, and he picked up a forced fumble in that game. Honestly, out of all the players on this roster, this is one of the guys... I'm most excited about, I think he's on the verge of becoming a pillar for this young team, for this defense. I'm, I'm majorly hyped on Andre Sisco. I really am. He looks even faster and more confident right now based on what we've seen from OTAs than he did last year, which makes sense. Again, he was coming off the ACL last year. 
Bottom line is this guy's a ball hawk. He's got speed. He's got size. He's got incredible instincts to find the ball and pick it off or punch it out. Led college football in interceptions when he was on the field for Syracuse and and showed that he can uh, pop the ball out, you know, kind of the peanut punch or whatever you want to call it these days. I think Darius Leonard's probably the king of the forced fumble. Foye Lewick can, can do it pretty well too. But Andre sisco has got that ability as well. He is trying to find the ball and get the ball. He's a playmaker, and that's kind of how he defines his game. So yeah, there might be some misses here and there, but when you're talking about a guy that's coming up with interceptions, forced fumbles, uh, big tackles, big plays in coverage, I think you'll take a few plays where maybe he got a little overzealous throughout the season. And he'll continue to improve on that in terms of consistency. Uh, The size to play in the box, right? The athleticism and range and instincts to succeed on the back end in a variety of different looks, whether it be taking a running back or tight end in man coverage, whether it be cover two, cover one, Again, dropping down in the box, Andre Sisco really has the ability to be and talent to be a versatile safety who you look at as a free safety, but you look at as a guy who can be a lot of different things for your defense. That's what Andre Sisco is. And I expect him to be one of the buzzier names following his sophomore campaign coming up here. I would not be be surprised to see him play close to a Pro Bowl level. That's how good I think Andre Sisco is, and that's how much of a step I think you're going to see from him now that he's going to end up being in the starting lineup. Then you've got Dewey. Uh, right now, he clearly looks like the third safety based on what we've seen this summer through OTAs and minicamp. The Jaguars value his special teams ability, his mental aptitude on defense. But I'm telling y'all, if he's the third safety, you do not want him on the field trying to tackle any of the running backs in the AFC South. So I... Uh, I'm not really a big fan of him being in the third safety role, but that Jaguars value him there right now. Rudy Ford is probably fourth on the depth chart, more of a strong safety nickel type guy. Proved that he can fill a role in a defense last year as kind of that box nickel type player. Uh, really good against the run, clicking and closing, but I don't think you want him backpedaling. I don't think you want him uh, in the deep portion of the field. You want to keep him closer to the line, or, line of scrimmage, and and he is a, a really effective core special teamer. Then you've got Daniel Thomas, who he's the one guy I really wish would get some more reps. I think he has a lot of talent in him. I don't know if the Jaguars' current regime feels the same way, Uh, He's a little short, but he's a hell of an athlete. 37-inch vert, I think great strength with 24 bench press reps, ran a 4-5 flat. Um, He's a really impressive athlete at the safety position, and he's more of a strong safety. So I think you really could pair him with Andre Sisco and get a, a nice grouping there, but the Jaguars don't seem to be as high on him based on everything I've heard from within the organization, what I've seen on the field. I really wish he would get some more reps. I think he could prove to be, at the very least, a quality third safety in the NFL. Then you've got AO coming over in the international program. I think he should probably stick around because the Jaguars basically have a free practice squad spot for him with the International Pathways program. They're given a free spot for him. It doesn't count against the practice squad. So I think you look for him to stick around as well, even though he certainly is raw. Uh, Josh Thompson, I mentioned him earlier, the former Texas cornerback. I think he could 
potentially make an impact as a safety in Jacksonville, someone who knows how to cover but has that physicality and the mentality to be really uh, an enforcer for a defense. So I would look for him to stick around at the practice squad at the very least. A group grade, I'm giving this this group a C plus. I think Andre Cisco is absolutely a rising star, but the team probably has three or four quality depth safeties and not really another quality starter to play next to Andre Cisco at this point. I do think Rayshon will play more like he did for the Chargers than like he did in 2021, and they'll be just fine. But I still think you're looking at him as a C level type of player. Um, and then depth wise, if you lost Andre Cisco. Do you really feel good about Dewey Wingard coming in? Probably not. So I'm giving the ceiling a B. If you have Andre playing to his um, best of his ability, Rayshon playing to his best of his ability, and you've got health there. Uh, but if you lose like Andre Cisco and you have to have Andrew Wingard step in, you're not feeling great about that. I do think you have some depth at strong safety, but at free safety, it ain't pretty. That is going to do it. Thanks for tuning in, Duval. Hit me up on Twitter at Jordan DeLugo. Follow Generation Jaguar at Generation Jag. Make sure to hit the like and subscribe button on YouTube and check GenJag.com for all the latest Jaguars news, analysis, and Duval gear. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.